Cumberland Island. It's one of the most unique barrier islands in all of America. Just off the coast in southeast Georgia, it lies just five miles from where Camden County officials are hoping to build a spaceport. The spaceport, they say, would mean tourism and big business for the county. But rockets launched from the spaceport would soar directly over Cumberland. And the potential for a mid-air accident has alarmed Cumberland residents and environmental advocates. We could have a failure of a launch every two years. So it would either happen right at the mouth of St. Andrews Sound and contaminate all the salt marsh there, or it would happen over Little Cumberland or Cumberland Island National Seashore. All they can do is send flaming debris onto Cumberland Island and, and start a canopy fire and burn it up. They want the federal government to deny Camden County a permit to build the spaceport. I'm joined this week by Savannah-based freelance reporter Alexandra Marvar, who recently wrote about the spaceport debate in the New York Times. Alex, one of the most exquisite spots in all of Georgia has to be Cumberland Island in the very southeast corner of the state. And for those of us who haven't been fortunate enough to visit Cumberland, can you tell us a little bit about it and what makes it just so special? Sure. Well, it's the farthest south of Georgia's barrier islands, and it's the largest. So it's about three times the size of Manhattan. You know, it's covered in marshland and white sand beaches and sawtooth palmetto and these big centuries-old live oak trees. And there's wild boar and hundreds of species of birds and horses. And it's more or less undeveloped. So there are also just a few kind of 19th century estates, tabby ruins of old plantation houses, and all of this is kind of tucked into the jungle. So there's just a few hiking trails and otherwise kind of one long sand road about 11 miles long north to south. And visitors are limited there, right? Yes. The National Park Service uh, maintains the island. It's part of Cumberland Island National Seashore. There is a max of 300 people per day. And uh, people make reservations in advance. And there is just one hotel, right, on, on Cumberland? Yeah, it's called the Grayfield Inn. So it's this kind of big white manor built in the early 1900s by the Carnegies, which were one of the, the wealthy families that used to own most of the island and, and still own some of it. So it was the home to a couple generations of Carnegies, including one really interesting woman named Lucy Ferguson. By then, the family's fortunes were in decline. But Cumberland was in their blood, especially Thomas Carnegie's rather eccentric granddaughter, Lucy's. She always wore a bandana on her head and a buck knife, and that was all day long and even for a dinner party. She's kind of a wild woman, and her grandchildren still have houses on the property, but now it's also an inn. And it's the only place on the island where visitors can dine in a restaurant or, you know, sleep overnight besides campgrounds. And I'm assuming it's not cheap. It's not. No, it's, I think, starts about 800 bucks a night, two night minimum. Cumberland Island was, for the most part, owned by the Carnegie family. And then it was bequeathed, or the, at least the vast majority of it was bequeathed to the federal government. Yeah, around the 1880s, the Carnegies arrived. Uh, there were already uh, Sea Island cotton plantations there. They used the island for agriculture, but also as a retreat. And in the 1970s, people wanted to do strip mining there and real estate developers wanted to come in and they didn't have enough resources themselves to protect the whole island from all that. So they decided to sell some and then also kind of deed some in these special kind of land rights transfers to the National Park Service who have maintained it 
as a national seashore since 1975. And so what are some of the conditions that 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 deed came with in terms of leaving the place as is? Development is extremely restricted. Very few people have motor vehicles on the island. You have to get a permit to drive on the beaches. You know, there are all these pretty stringent measures in place to protect the natural habitat and the cultural resources that are there because they're settlements that were founded by some of the enslaved people who lived on the island in the 17 and 1800s. So this is distinct, of course, from Little Cumberland Island, correct? What, what is the, the difference between those two? Yes. Right north of Cumberland, there is Little Cumberland Island, a much smaller piece of land. And it's a little different because while it's also part of the National Seashore as of the 70s, it's privately owned. And there are about kind of 50 houses on it, 100 residential lots. But it's kind of a different vibe. It's really rugged feeling. Uh, The houses are kind of old little kind of beach shacks. And there are these giant sand dunes that have kind of, you know, seem like they're about to overtake some of the homes. And And they live also by really rigorous conservation standards there, but they're kind of self-imposed. And Cumberland and Little Cumberland Islands, both of them, are part of Camden County, right? Yes. So Camden County, about 54,000 residents, and Cumberland and and Little Cumberland are both under that umbrella. It's all part of Camden County, which is where St. Mary's is and Kings Bay Naval Base. When we talk about Camden County itself, what is sort of the main driver of the economy there? There used to be a big paper mill. Paper mills were the big thing in Camden County. In the 40s, one opened near St. Mary's. And by the 1970s, like half of the town was employed by this one mill. But that shut down uh, some years ago. And now the biggest employer is Kings Bay, the Navy base. When you talk to any county official anywhere, they're always trying to attract economic development. And usually that comes in the form of, say, opening a factory or maybe even building an, an amusement park or something. But in Camden County, they have been focused on developing a spaceport. Where did that idea come from for a spaceport? As I mentioned, that paper mill is no longer around and and the Navy base is, it's a self-contained thing. It can't employ everyone in the whole county and towns like the capital of Woodbine, they want economic diversification, right? And STEM education and cool career opportunities for kids graduating in in Camden County and all that good stuff. So some of the Camden County commissioners believe that spaceport infrastructure could bring that kind of job creation and inspiration and even tourism. Camden County's administrator, Steve Howard, heads up the Spaceport Camden project. The idea, he says, is to build it so companies will launch rockets here and maybe even stay. If we can get them to land here, we can get them to stay here possibly and refurbish those rockets. And that's what we really want. But what I came to learn from from the story you did in the New York Times was that specifically in Camden County, the idea of, of, of space as an industry is not necessarily new there. What were some of the sort of the space affiliated things that occurred there over the years? Camden County has kind of a, a space legacy, as County Administrator Steve Howard would put it. Camden County played a role in the NASA moon missions in the in the 60s and NASA worked with a company that had a chemical plant in Woodbine called Thiacol Chemical Corporation and they made rocket fuel for some of these early rocket development attempts and also briefly Camden County was on a list of potential places for the Kennedy Space Center so help me understand sort of the idea behind citing a launching pad 
where you do it and how, because we have Cape Canaveral, which isn't that far south of Cumberland Island, um, and it's basically, you know, poised right on the ocean. What's the idea behind that? So there's a lot of talk about space travel right now. Like we're seeing kind of Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson and Elon Musk shoot these rockets into space and moon tourism. Release, release, release right now. And I'm listening with you to Virgin Mission Control. Lots of applause on the ground here because this is what they have been working on for 17 years, building to this moment. And the hope is that paying passengers will be coming along very soon. But Camden County is hoping to do something just a little more utilitarian. They want to build a facility to launch small rockets, which, you know, instead of the size of a skyscraper, these rockets are more the size of like a semi-truck trailer. And you attach satellites to these and carry that payload into space. And the Federal Aviation Administration has been regulating the launch of satellites since like the 1980s. But a lot of new private companies are, are now kind of getting in the game. And when we're talking about Camden Spaceport, are all the rockets that would be launched here, at least initially, unmanned rockets? Yes. No one would be on these craft. They're just these kind of utilitarian little satellite transport vehicles that are programmed to fly into orbit and drop satellites off at certain designated spots. I think it's important to distinguish this idea of space exploration, you know, when we talk about going to the moon or or going to Mars versus launching a rocket where we want to deploy a satellite so my GPS works. What you're saying is that what Camden County is interested in is the latter, right? Exactly. I mean, the more apps we have that rely on GPS, seamless, Tinder, Google Maps, you know, the more satellites we need in space. And, and then there are also defense and national security and all kinds of other reasons to have satellites, right? So there are about some 3,000-ish satellites in space right now. And in the coming years, you know, companies, uh, commercial companies that would, you know, maybe launch from a place like Camden County are planning to make that number more like 50,000. And so all of those are carried on rockets, and those rockets need spaceports. Next, why residents of Cumberland and Little Cumberland think a rocket's flight path over the islands could be catastrophic. This is Georgia Today. I'm Steve Fennessy. You're listening to Georgia Today. I'm Steve Fennessy. My guest is Alexandra Marvar a Savannah-based journalist who's been covering the controversy over a proposed spaceport in Camden County, not far from Cumberland Island. And so how many spaceports are there now in the United States? Like, if I have a satellite and I want to send it up into the atmosphere, who do I call? There are, you know, more than a dozen spaceports in the U.S., but some of them are only for federal launches, defense things, you know, the Air Force or Space Force uses them or NASA. But there are 12 in the U.S. right now, I believe, that have commercial licenses from the FAA that could launch commercial rockets. So these rocket-making startups come in and say, you know, I've got a rocket. I have some clients who want me to bring their satellites up. Can we use your launch pad? You said there's about a dozen or so uh, private spaceports throughout the country, but it sounds like, at least in Camden County's eyes, that 12 isn't enough to, to support the amount of business there is out there potentially. 
Well, just kind of a picky distinction. There are only a couple private spaceports, but these are um, commercial spaceports. So sometimes they have their own state-owned land or they're federally subsidized or they also do uh, public and federal launches, but they have the capacity to do this commercial launch as well. And yes, Camden County wants to be one of those but they don't actually quite know kind of what the end vision is going to be because they want to get the FAA to give them an operation license to say, okay, this is an appropriate site for a spaceport. It'll be safe to launch here. And then Camden County would have to secure a partner, somebody who wants to come in and develop the site and help clean it up and bring the rockets that are going to launch from there. So there's sort of a a lot of things that need to happen for this dream to become a reality. And so the first of those, as you say, is securing an operational permit from the FAA, basically permission to, to move ahead with the project. Is that right? Right, right. The FAA, first they come in and go through this very, you know, in this case, it's been quite a long application process. It's been underway for almost 10 years. It's cost the county some $10 million so far in all of the things that they've needed to do to put an application together for the FAA to consider. And then the FAA will look at that and say, yes, this is a a safe place to launch rockets. And when are they expected to hear about whether they'll get that permit? That decision is expected to come sometime this month. Um, The FAA was originally set to make this decision in 2018, and then it became early 2020, and it's it's been delayed several times. So, Alex, you said that, that they've been working on this to varying degrees for the last 10 years. Do you have an idea of the, the breadth and the depth of support among the people of Camden County for this? I mean, as you say, the taxpayers have already footed about $10 million just, just on sort of an exploratory phase of this. I talked to some residents of, of St. Mary's and outside of Woodbine. There's one guy that I talked to, Steve Winkle. He's a 73-year-old retired engineer who said the county boat slip near his house was in such disrepair that his neighbors are volunteering their time to paint new lines in the parking lot and bringing their own trash cans so people have a place to throw things away. So he's kind of in the camp where he's just pretty amazed that the county has spent $10 million on this proposal without even having a license, much less having broken ground. Then there are people like General Bob Dickman, who is a retired um, general from Cape Canaveral, who says he's really behind this project and that's really the county's only hope for the kind of economic diversity and economic development and future opportunity for kids graduating that he sees for the county. So, you know, for people uh, on both sides of the line, it's the, the stakes are pretty high. But of course, the people on the islands, for them, I think maybe the stakes feel the highest. Well, let's talk about that. So what is the main concern um, of of the people who either live on Cumberland or Little Cumberland or those who are just really concerned about uh, preserving the sanctity of those places in terms of having potentially a spaceport? And, and how far away would it be actually from, from those islands? That would be about five miles from the nearest house on Cumberland or Little Cumberland. It's a pretty contentious discussion because it's not been done. In the U.S., rockets don't launch over people. I don't think that um, the FAA has ever given permission for a rocket to launch over people 
closer than 500 miles from a launch pad. Now we're talking about five. They're worried about fire um, because sawtooth palmetto is it's a really good tinder and, and it burns fast and hot. So, you know, if there were kind of a, any sort of debris that might land and, and ignite some part of the islands, people are really worried about that. They're also a little worried about this toxic plume that's under part of the proposed spaceport site from its past life, developing rocket engines and then making chemicals for Union Carbide. So people aren't really sure kind of what a tremendous amount of vibration and fire and stuff like that is going to do, not only to the protected marsh right around that site and the Satilla River as well. I mean, I spoke with Queen Quet uh, Marquetta Goodwine, the chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and she was mentioning how people in her community are sustenance fishermen. Reading through the draft of the EIS, I have not seen one mention of any of our culture or our cultural heritage. In Appendix F that refers to cultural resources, there is no reference to the area that this proposed spaceport would be in being a part of a national heritage area, which it is. And people are are not really sure how that site is going to be cleaned up and whether it's all going to be cleaned up. Is there any adjustments or, or mitigation measures that Camden County is offering up to maybe put their minds at ease? They believe that the plan is completely safe. They've crunched the numbers over and over again to kind of determine the risk of, of anything going wrong on the island. And they say that that risk is very small. All of their risk calculations are based on this sort of hypothetical rocket that hasn't been invented yet. So really, it's hard to say what the risk will actually be. And then they have said if there, you know, if there is a fire, they could have kind of marine landing equipment and firefighting ATVs and and things like that at the ready. But residents of the islands are a little concerned because of dunes and other kind of geographic features in a place like Little Cumberland, there's not actually really a way to get that firefighting equipment onto the island to begin with. So they haven't quite agreed on a a plan that makes everyone feel like they've got all their bases covered. Well, when it comes to the flight path of rockets, help me understand, is there's, there's no way to adjust it so it would go, I don't know, a little bit south, so it would sort of steer clear of, of Cumberland Island and Little Cumberland? Right. Great question. So if it went a little south, it'd probably go more over the Greyfield and the National Park Ferry. And if it went even more south than that, it would probably be going close to the Kings Bay Naval Base where we store what Kings Bay would call large ordnance and what some other people would call nuclear weapons. So they really had to be very precise in the azimuth that they chose what are Camden County officials who are championing it saying it would mean for the county itself in, in terms of economic development, in terms of jobs, in terms of tourism, anything like that? Right. I mean, they've done some studies that say that it's going to generate lots of tourism and, and big tourism revenue. And now a new report from the Center for Business Analytics and Economic Research at Georgia Southern University suggests the plans could mean a big boost for the local economy. The report says the spaceport could increase the gross regional products by as much as $1.8 million and increase total business sales by as much as $3.6 million per launch. Plans are to have as many as 12 launches per year.
they've talked to other hopeful spaceport candidates who, you know, feel similarly that there's going to be massive job creation in their communities. County Administrator Steve Howard, whom I mentioned, you know, I spoke with him about his hope that this could really plug Camden County into something bigger that's happening and create what he called Silicon Marsh and to create this sort of corridor of innovation. When it comes to sort of the approval process from the FAA, as you say, if that were to be in favor of of granting that operating permit, then Camden County would need to go out and find some financial backing for it, right? There isn't actually a super clear business plan, but that's also what's kind of worrisome to people who are a little skeptical of the prudence of this plan because, yeah, they'd need to go out and find a partner and who knows who that partner would end up being and what kind of attitude would the company that comes in to launch rockets have about public safety or about the environment or about the community, about creating local jobs versus just kind of bringing people in. And these conversations are already happening in other communities where spaceports have arrived and and they haven't brought the kind of big, hopeful, great news that communities were waiting for. Instead, they're just kind of blowing things up on the beach and closing roads. Is there any precedent for a, a local jurisdiction like Camden County to, to build its own commercial spaceport in the hopes that they'll attract a lot of business? Midland, Texas got an FAA license for a spaceport back in 2014, and they actually haven't had any launches there yet. And city councilmen kind of argue in, in council meetings about budgeting more money toward this effort because it's cost taxpayers $20 million so far, and they still don't really have a solid business plan for how to make that worthwhile. They're imagining on, that they would have a one launch a month when this is up and running. Yep, and that would involve shutting down some airspace and some water space and possibly evacuating some parts of the island. I mean, that would certainly be the case in any other spaceport, but the Camden County spaceport planners maintain that they don't really need to evacuate. So is it fair to say that if the FAA says no to this operating permit, that the Camden County spaceport is basically done, the idea is kaput? That's a good question. I mean, I think the idea of launching rockets there is kaput for now, if not seriously wounded. But I mean, it doesn't mean that the county administrators wouldn't find some other creative thing to do with this toxic brownfield that they've been hoping to develop for this purpose. But yeah, I think a lot hinges on this decision that's coming in September from the FAA. And I assume too, that if if they say yes to the permit, that that could open up a lot of litigation, too, by by those who are opposed to the idea? Right. I mean, to be clear, it's not just some people with some houses uh, nearby that are worried about this. I mean, the, the National Park Service, the Department of the Interior. The National Park Service is pushing back on plans for a commercial rocket launch pad off Georgia's southern coast. The agency said the path of Camden spaceport rockets over federally protected Cumberland Island posed an unacceptable risk of explosive misfires. The Gullah Geechee Nation, Senator Raphael Warnock wrote a letter entreating the commissioners not to kind of cut corners when it comes to assessing the risk here. Dozens of homeowners have signed letters. More than a dozen environmental and conservation organizations have signed letters, you know, all asking the FAA and the county to kind of take a closer look at this plan because it it doesn't seem completely safe to them. My thanks to Alexander Marvar, 
whose story on the spaceport ran recently in the New York Times. One other potential environmental impact that opponents to the spaceport say should be taken into consideration is the fact that the waters off Cumberland are calving grounds for the endangered North Atlantic right whale. Only 400 of the animals remain. For more Georgia Today, go to gpb.org. I'm Steve Fennessy. Georgia Today is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Subscribe to our show anywhere you get podcasts, and please leave us a review on Apple. Jahi Whitehead produced this episode. Our engineer is Jesse Neiswanger. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.